is the Big Church Podcast. Title of my message this morning is this, the four P's of Thanksgiving. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. For your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You anoint my head with oil. You make a table for me in the presence of my enemies, and my cups runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I think what we've got to do, we've got to get back to memorizing those Bible verses. And I actually had a little cheat sheet up here to make sure that I told you right. But I can remember a time growing up when we did in Sunday school. And I heard that uh, um, Alyssa was saying they're teaching our kids how to memorize Scripture. Because there's times when you're going to need the Word of God. And you may not have it in front of you. But if you've hidden it in your heart and you've got it developed into your mind, you won't have to go back and find the right version. You won't have to go back and find everything that you're looking for. It's right here in your mind. So I'm going to tell you, memorize some scriptures because it will help you in your life. Let's go to Psalms 23.1. It says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And my first point is this, thankful that we are his possession. I don't know if you all know this, but we have a sheep at our house. Pastor Minnie's laughing. We have a sheep at our house. All you got to do is ask our dogs. Coda tears up every dog bed that we get. I mean, we come home and it's disintegrated. It looks like, I don't know what in the world it looks like, but he tears up everything. So we got this wool blanket that's very warm. It's too hot for me. I don't like to be too hot on the couch. But we got this wool blanket, and they love that blanket. And I call it every day. I say, hey, why don't you all go back in there and go to sleep in your sheep? And they go, they run, I mean, they will not get out of that sheep. They love it. Now, he hasn't torn it up one time since I gave, since I put this in their dog bed. So we have a sheep at home, but, I don't know why, here we go. But I'll just tell you this much right now. In my research of what, of of doing this, I found out that sheep are not the smartest animals. Actually, they're kind of dumb. Sheep really don't know what is best for them. And when you start thinking about it, it says that sheep were helpless and they're timid and they don't really have anything to, to ward off uh, the things of the enemy or the predators that would come. They require a lot of attention and care. When I start, I'm not getting ahead of myself. They have a tendency to go in the wrong direction. And what happens with sheep is sometimes they panic when adversity comes and they have a heart attack. There's a lot of research about sheep. They panic when something gets ready to happen. And here's the one that really got me. They overgraze, if not led away from the green pasture. And it reminds me every time I go by the refrigerator. Come on, y'all have that problem. The refrigerator starts calling to you. It's like, open me up. And what you do, that was a pretty evil uh, opening. It's more like, no, open me up. Here we go. And then you want to open that thing. Whatever's inside their leftovers, it doesn't matter. It's there. It's like me at the buffet, but I'm going on. But sheep need a shepherd. So you ask the question, am I a sheep? Because if you start thinking about it, sheep oftentimes go in the wrong direction. And yet, listen, we're a lot smarter than sheep, aren't we? But often we go in the wrong direction. 
Here, have you ever seen the picture of a, probably find this in, in some homes in America, the, the picture of the shepherd that's carrying the sheep around his neck? Let me tell you the, let me tell you the significance behind that. Usually that's a young sheep, and the reason he's carrying it is because it wasn't listening, and it was wandering off and would not do what the shepherd wanted to do. So you know what the shepherd has to do in that case? Not in all cases, but some cases. He has to take and he has to break that sheep's leg. Sounds harsh, right? But what he does when he breaks that leg, the, le- the lessons that we learn from that is he has to carry that sheep. And that sheep has to learn to recognize his voice. So many times, you know, how many times have you thought about in your life where you've broke your leg or maybe there was something in your life that got broken and the reason it got broken is because you needed to be close to the shepherd. The only way that he could get you to the place of where he could carry you is he had to break something off in your life. The Bible says, my sheep know my voice. And here's the thing, when you hear When you want God to hear, he wants to put you in the right position. Because you have to be in the right position to be able to hear what God wants you to hear. Who or what are we listening to? You know, a lot of things that we're listening to now in the world or or, or the people or the events, it's moving us out of position. We're listening to the opinions of man and we're listening to the media too much and we're listening to that tape that is rewinding, fast-forwarding in our minds that's taking us back to our past. But I can tell you this with a surety this morning, that the shepherd is still speaking. The world is screaming, but God is whispering. The world is banging your door down, but God is tap, 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 tapping on your heart. You have to be really close to hear what God is saying. Where you are determines what you will hear. Whether you're close or whether you're far away. So many times in my life when I've gotten far away from God, I couldn't hear his voice. I couldn't hear his direction. I couldn't hear the way that he wanted me to go. But as soon as I put away the distractions, as soon as I put away the things that the world were coming into me, I started to hear clearer what God wanted me to hear. It matters what position you're in. He just wants to have a conversation with you. The direction of the sheep. Usually that sheep, when it heals... It never gets no more than 10 or 15 feet away from the shepherd. Can you imagine? Sometimes the adversity in your life will keep you so close to God that you won't want to get out from, it, uh, from where he is. He stays so close because he knows that there's danger out there, but there's also protection next to the shepherd. Which direction you go in life happens. Do we give in to anxiety? Do we give in to fear? Do we give in to depression? Or do we follow the shepherd? A good shepherd does this. He lays his life down for his sheep. He, he defends his sheep to the very end. And he guides his sheep through everything. You need to be thankful this morning that you have a leader. You have a guide. You have someone that defends you. Someone who stands up for you and him. Thankful to God that you his possession verse 2 he makes this is a good one he makes me to lie down in green pastures he leads me beside still waters he makes me lie down you don't really got to make me lie down to somewhere around two to four o'clock every day it's like a mechanism that goes off and says nap time but let me just tell you what happens he makes you lie down Sometimes you play out that woulda, 
coulda, shoulda in our minds, and that's very exhausting. How many keep playing those things that I should have done this, and if I could have done that, and if I would have done this, it would have been different. Our minds and our bodies and our spirits need rest. So many times we live in a hustle-bustle world, and, and we don't take advantage of the Sabbath day to make it holy unto God. And you know what that means? Sometimes you can't go 19 hours a day. You have to take a little bit of rest. The Bible says he makes me to lie down. And a lot of times we get busy. We get busy. And you ever seen that kid that's acting crazy and crying, and his face is all red, snot's flying everywhere? Y'all tell him from the country. What's the first thing they say? Oh, he's just tired. <laughs> Poor little guy. He's just tired. And he's a little hungry. Now, I get that way when I get tired. Pastor Minnie gets that way when she gets hangry. She has to have the food when it's time to get the food. But, you know, sometimes we have to, what God needs to do with us, he wants us just to catch our breaths. So many times we go through life and we, we forget to breathe. And let me just tell you something. A pause is not a setback. You don't got to think just because you pause a, a, a time in your life that you're not doing anything. There's a time when you need to catch your breath. You need to kind of, there's a time when you need to ease your mind. And sometimes you just got to refuel your body. You know what, what God provides? He provides the pit stop, just like the NASCARs has. That pit stop is to where you can go in and refuel and re-energize yourself. Number three. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Restore means this. That's not point three, guys. Sorry about that. That's verse three. I told him to come up at point three. So you guys are listening today. You're listening to the shepherd. So praise the Lord. Here we go. My bad. Verse three. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Restore means this. It means bring back to a former position or condition. It means to also put back into possession. He's always right there to restore you. He's always there to regain his possession. No matter how far you go, no matter what you've done, no matter the, the situations you put yourself, God is always standing there with open arms and saying, I'm about time to regain what's mine. That ought to make you happy for the many times that you walked away, for the many times that you went your own direction, that God is standing there saying, I'm going to regain my possession. Refresh is this. It means to reinvigorate. I love definitions. It's awesome. Refresh is to reinvigorate or to renew. You know what you got? And I don't do this very often because I'm a little bit computer illiterate. But refresh button on a computer. You know what it does? It's another way of, descri uh, of describing or reloading or updating something. And I like this one. Asking for the newest version of what you've been viewing. So many times we've been viewing the same old version. We've been looking through the same old stuff. And God said, if you'll just hit my refresh button, I want to show you a whole new version of what you can do. you got to hit God's refresh button. You know what it does? That means spending time with the Father. That means quiet time alone with Him. That means listening to the voice and turning off all of the distractions. That is God's refresh button. Number two, point two. Thankful for his protection. Verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. 
Listen to this. This is part of the sheep story here. Part of every year, the shepherd keeps his flocks in the lowlands where the grazing is good. When the weather changes and the grass grows in the mountains, he then leads the sheep through the ravines and the valleys and, and, and to get to the higher places where the better grass is. He knows that the destination he's taking those sheep is going to be great for them. There's food up there. There's deliverance up there. There's what they need up there. But the journey can be treacherous and predators lie in wait in the valley. And the shepherd has to be aware of all the corners, all the crevices, all the hidden dangers. Listen, we all go through dark times in our life. We all go through times when life is uncertain. We all go through times when dangers threaten or there's times of transition. You may be going through your own valley right now and you're feeling anxious. And you're feeling alone and you're feeling empty and you're feeling incomplete, but you got to refuse to give in to the fear and follow the shepherd. Keep walking. Because when you keep walking through the valley, guess what's on the other side of that valley? It's the mountain. Everyone wants the mountain. Everyone wants sunny, clear skies. They want to see for miles. But our walk in the valleys can help us learn how to trust God. So many times we're in the valley and, and God said, I'm trying to teach you something. The Christian life is not independent. It is dependent upon the shepherd to get to the other side of where he's taking us. We need to trust him. You know why? Because he knows where all the predators are. He knows where all the natural disasters are. He knows where all the danger is lurking. And he will honor his word if his promises is yes and amen. It said he'll guard us through everything. We were not meant to stay in the valley. Tim McGraw says, if you're going through hell, keep on walking. If you're going through hell, if you're going through a valley, keep on walking. He said, you can get to the other side and the devil might even not even know you're there. So many times we try to camp out in the valley. We start throwing a pity party in the valley. We set our tents up in the valley. And so many guys says, no, you just got to keep walking through this thing. You got to keep going through this thing. You got sometimes we create our own valleys. Lord, help me. Sometimes the valley wasn't created for us. We've created our own valleys. But God says you got to walk through them. What I love about the shepherd is this. He stays with the sheep. Without, without him, the valley would become a place of death. But with him, it's just a part of the journey in life. There's something that God wants to teach you in the valley. And there's some lessons that you might not ever learn until you get into the valley. But you don't have to be afraid because our shepherd is walking with us every single step of the way. The Bible says he will never leave you or forsake you. The word says if God is for us, then who can be against us? you got to remember those things and you need to get that memorized in your mind. Verse 5. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. You anoint my head with oil. And my cup runs over. Point three. Thankful he is our provider. Listen to me. you got to be thankful that God is your provider. Your job provides some things, but God is your provision. God always provides, even in a pandemic, he's going to keep us safe. Psalms 91.10, listen to this. This is the word. No evil 
shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. Do you want to know why I believe we are safe and secure inside of this place? Because there are prayers that have went up each and every day asking for God, the blood of Jesus, to be covered over this church right now. The Bible says no plague shall come nigh your dwelling. And I believe that with all my heart and soul that when you walk in this place, you are covered under something supernatural. When you face layoffs, he will keep your job stable or he's going to provide for you some other way. In the face of, I love this one, in the face of your enemies. We start thinking about enemies, right? And you start thinking about that cousin you don't like or your brother or your sister. But enemies are this. They can be people, but your enemies can also be stress in your life. Enemies can also be the anxiety and fear in your life. And what happens is you may have someone in your life that might have looked down on you at one time. They may have even hurt. Listen, somebody needs to hear this. They might have even hurt you. They might have even mocked and laughed at you. Or maybe they never invited you to the table. But I got good news for you today. One day you're going to eat and they're going to have to sit and watch you, baby. Come on. They're going to have to sit and watch you eat. They're going to have to sit and watch everything that God has provided for you. Because you got to listen. You are now. you got to remember that you are sitting at the king's table. You're not just at anybody else's table. You're at his table. The Bible says I'm seated with him at the head of the table. I'm seated with him in heavenly places. you got to look at it and say, i got the best waiter. But he wants more than your 10%. He wants more than your 20%. He wants 100%. How many tip good to the waiters? I tip very well. But God is not looking for 10%. He's not looking for 20% or 30%. He's looking for your 100%. Because he's the best waiter. He's the best leader. He's the best guy you'll ever have. He needs to be our best because he is our provider. There's uncertainty in this world that he's in control. Number four, we need to be thankful that we have his promise. Verse 6, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. Not a couple days out of the week. Not from time to time. Surely they'll follow me all the days of my life. And it says, I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Here's the thing about God. He's already done it. And if he said yes, he said yes. If he's already said amen, he meant it. His promises are something that lasts. It's yes and amen. So I got news for you today. Whatever the need is, he's got it. Whatever the burden is, he can carry it. Whatever the decision is, he can guide you. Whatever the problem is, he can handle it. You ought to be happy in here. Whatever the hurt is, he's going to heal it. No matter because he is our provider. He's our protection and we are his possession. Let's all stand if we would, please. I'm so thankful for God's word. And something I did a couple months ago, and I've said it a couple times, but I got my old King James Version Bible out. I understand it because I grew up in it. But there's things written in that Bible that I'd kind of forgotten about. And there's promises and there's things that God promised and, and said to me years ago that because I didn't get into his word that way, I didn't hear it anymore. But Psalms 23 does this. It shows us 
that God cares for us. The Bible says, I, you shall not be in want. I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. But if you want all of those benefits, listen to me, of Psalm 23, what do you got to do? You got to make him your shepherd. Maybe somebody else says, well, you've been led somewhere or somebody else is leading you or your job or, or, or the stresses in life. But God is looking for you to make him your shepherd. There is a sin pandemic out there that's much, much worse than this virus. Many, 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 many are dying from this disease. You know, they're working on a, on a COVID-19 vaccine, and, and I believe that it's going to be, they believe it's going to be up to 95% effective. But listen to me, all you in this room. We have a vaccine for sin named Jesus Christ. He's 100% effective. He's the cure for your sin. He's the cure. He can wipe away all of your past and everything that you've went through. We have a vaccine. His name is Jesus. And what he's looking for you is to give you a new heart and give you a new life. It's your choice. We may have to take a choice of taking a vaccine here in a few months. But this morning, it's your choice to take this one or not. The prayer team is going to be on the left and to the right of me. And I'm going to be down front here if you need prayer. But let's do this real quick. Everybody should. Uh, bow your heads and close your eyes just for the comfort of those around maybe this morning you've never let the shepherd lead your life maybe you've never allowed him to be that and this morning I'm going to ask you if you would if you want to make a commitment to Jesus Christ this morning to have him lead and guide if you would just slip up your hand that I can see Maybe like that sheep you've wandered off. Maybe like things in life have kind of taken you in a different direction. The shepherd's calling to come back. There's no shame in that game because we've all faced it. So this morning as they get ready to to sing this song, let's not let it just be another song. Let's let it be a life-changing event. We hope you enjoyed this message on the My Big Church podcast. We thank everyone who has given to support this ministry. To find out more about how to support financially or more about Big Church, you may visit our website, mybigchurch.com. If you live in the Louisville, Kentucky area and don't have a church home, we would love to have you as our guest at Big Church. We are located at 7209 Faganbush Lane in Louisville, and we have worship services at 945 and 1130 every Sunday. Thank you again for listening to the My Big Church podcast.